some uh, concerning modeling released by the province yesterday and the level of vaccination that we will need to make sure that we avoid another lockdown here in Ontario. For more on this, we're joined now by Dr. Kashif Prasada, who joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Doctor, good afternoon. Afternoon. Appreciate you being here. Uh, before we uh, get to that, I just wanted to get your take on today's COVID caseload, if I could. It's uh, nearly uh, 1,000, just under a 900. And again, that 1,000 marker threshold, uh, I think, is a real signpost uh, for a lot of people. How concerned are you that we're once again uh, approaching uh, the 1,000 daily case mark? It's quite concerning. And in the hospitals, we're starting to see a steady stream of uh, unvaccinated, seriously ill COVID folks. So it, we're not starting the school year well. We had far fewer cases last year. So I'm really concerned that uh, we're going in. Um, we're going to hope, you know, God forbid, infect a lot more kids the way things are going right now. So I'm really, and a lot of my colleagues are really worried about these numbers. Okay. You're an emergency physician. Can you, can you give us an idea as to the hospitalization and hospitalization rate? Where are we at uh, currently? It's not that bad right now. Like the ICUs are roughly, I think, I would say compared to the third wave, we're like one tenth of the way there. Um, so we have a capacity, but the issue is it's really early in the game right now. There are enough unvaccinated people out there to really crash the system if all of them get sick um, in the next few months. So that's the concern. And that's why the science table had those projections that, you know, 85% of the population needs to be vaccinated. There are, you know, that 15, 20% that's left. Enough of them, uh, if they get sick, will crash the system. Okay. Also of note, 540 of the 865 new cases reported today were unvaccinated or 62%, uh, which means that there still are people that are vaccinated that are getting COVID, that are getting the uh, virus. So is this uh, a warning to us all, perhaps a doctor that we can't let our guard down? No, definitely. But, you know, if you look closely at the numbers, um, almost none of the people going to ICU or being admitted to the hospital have both vaccines. And the ones that do are probably very elderly or, or people with multiple conditions. So, um, and if you look at it, um, even though 62% of the people have no vaccine, 40, uh, 38% have the vaccine, 9 million people in Ontario have got the vaccine, like 4 million people in Ontario haven't. So the numbers are different. So really, um, if you're fully vaccinated, especially in the last four to five months, you have little to worry, but you should still protect yourself because how sick you get can depend on the dose you get exposed to. So, and you have to protect the kids at home who can't be vaccinated as well. So still be on your guard. It's not over yet. It'll hopefully be over once we can vaccinate all our kids. All right. And speaking of, and you mentioned a moment ago, back to school, just how concerned are you and your colleagues about uh, not only back to school, which is uh, fast approaching middle of next week, but also, of course, we've got a, a long weekend ahead of us. Uh, are you bracing for uh, a spike in cases? Always. Every long weekend always led to a spike in cases. So we're worried about that. The other thing with schools is that, you know, Ontario is a bit ahead of the game. Like ventilation um, has been addressed in a lot of school boards. There's masking in classrooms. So way, we're way ahead of a lot of U.S. places that don't even have that. But, you know, we need to embrace every tool at our disposal, like uh, get people to do rapid tests before they go into class, uh, screen people better, uh, make sure every staff and every uh, student is vaccinated, especially the ones over 12. So I'm really worried. Honestly, I think when you look at what might happen in October, you're going to have a surge of people who aren't vaccinated. And then you're going to have a surge of kids who are sick because we know about one in every hundred kids needs hospitalization looking at what's happening in the U.S. So sometime in October is going to be some kind of crisis where those two populations are going to fill the hospital. 
Mm -hmm. Just how critical then is it that we get a a vaccine that's approved for those 12 and under? And do you know if that is on the horizon? So it's absolutely critical. Uh, What happened, um, it's interesting politics, is that the vaccines should have been approved by September, by end of September. But a few commissioners in the FDA asked for four more months of data. So this basically uh, has put all of our kids in danger when, you know, there should have been a safe vaccine approved. So I think I feel that Health Canada needs to sort of step forward here, ask Pfizer and Moderna for their data on safety and really make a decision on this. Because if we just let it rip like this, pretty much every child below 12 is going to get the virus before they have a chance to get the vaccine. So some decision has to be made at the highest levels. It's really unfortunate that there's an election right now, which is distracting everybody from this problem. But every parent like myself is feeling that fear right now and something needs to be done about it. Okay, let's move next to the modeling that was released by the province late yesterday. That's also uh, quite concerning and causing some anxiety. And the fact that the science table says that we need 85% uh, vaccinated, a vaccine rate of 85% to avoid another lockdown. Uh, Just how close are we, doctor, to that? And do you think we can get there? So 85% of the total population means every, almost every adult would need to get the vaccination because about 14% are kids who can't get it right now. The only country I think that has come close to that, I think, is Singapore, where you know, they have much better compliance about this thing. We would need to reach out to those communities that haven't gotten vaccinated to really you know, persuade them because you know, all of our fates are in each other's hands right now. Um, we can avoid this wave if we can get more of those folks to get vaccinated. Whether getting there is realistic, I'm not sure. Honestly, I think the best solution would be is if we can somehow vaccinate children who are younger. Do you think uh, this proof of vaccination, this so-called vaccine passport announced by the Ontario government yesterday, uh, do you expect a a surge in numbers when it comes to the vaccination uh, rate from it, that uh, this will uh, be a deciding factor for some people to get the vaccine? Oh, definitely. I think if you look at what happened in France, already in Quebec and BC, you saw a surge in people booking uh, for vaccinations. Uh, People who were on the fence, who uh, were iffy about it, Um, And I think those people can be reassured, you know, 4 billion doses of these vaccines have been given out around the world. It's been out for nine months now. So the safety has been pretty, pretty reassured about this. So I think it'll help. And I think it's a good step forward, hopefully. Yeah. Are there any other measures that you would recommend that might help incentivize people to get the vaccine and get our vaccination rate up? I think, you know, try everything you can, like, you know, (laughs) lotteries, draws or any kind of uh, thing just to persuade people to do it, to do the right thing. I think, you know, when, when we see kids coming in large numbers to hospital in the next couple months, um, I think the onus will be on these people. Like, this is partly your fault uh, because you didn't pr- want to protect your neighbors like this. So I think, you know, maybe guilt will do it. I don't know. But we have to do something. All right. Just finally, uh, doctor, we, of course, are in the midst of a uh, fourth wave. Uh, when will we know? Uh, do you have a certain time frame that you're really looking at or uh, watching uh, whether or not we'll have uh, kind of, quote unquote, weathered the storm of the fourth wave? I think um, sometime probably, it's, it's probably too early to say right now. I think hopefully uh, maybe by uh, the end of the fall or so, maybe we'll have an approval for vaccines for 5 to 11s. And once that hits uh, stride, we'll hit that 85% number. Um, people who survive COVID, uh, the unvaccinated who get COVID and survive will have some immunity as well. And that process will take a few months as well. So maybe by, maybe by Christmas, things will look better. But I'm no model or epidemiologist, but I just hope that we can get through the next few months. You bet. Dr. Prasada, really appreciate your time as always and your expertise. Thanks uh, once again for joining us. Okay, stay safe, everyone.
All right, you as well. Dr. Kashif Prasada joining us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.